Hello everybody and welcome to another talk here. Um, so today we're thinking about uh, practice ideas and uh, concepts and I'm going to have a little bit of a theoretical talk today um, but I definitely want to uh, make this a practical and um, sort of a practice kind of create a practice kind of avenue for folks um, on this on this talk so um, picking up the seal string here a little bit um, so if we have a uh, tonal center okay, let's say uh, let's say I pick out a chord like B minor we'll start out today by we're gonna try to hit on on uh, all three tunes today and uh, so we're talking about atras da porta. Okay. So we have, a, we have a B minor chord. So one thing to think about anytime you have a chord and let's say it's just completely out of context, like let's say I didn't even mention that tune there. We have a chord like this. This could be in, well, just this chord itself is found in uh, three different tonal centers, let's say. Okay. So it could be it could be the one chord in minor. Okay, so key of two sharps. Okay. Now it could be the five chord in the key of E minor. That would be two sharps. Or sorry, excuse me. <laughs> One sharp. So we're in two sharp. We're we're thinking about two sharps. If it's if this is the five chord in E minor, that would be one sharp. Okay. Now, what if it's uh, let's say the uh, two chord in the key? Okay. So then it could be um, the key of three sharps. So let's survey that for a minute. We talked about one sharp, two sharps, and three sharps. Right. So when we think about playing playing this, we want to be able to play it, let's say, in all, let's say, a scale. So let's say we want to, let's say, associate be able to associate so here's your practice idea and mine too um, which is to let's say okay play a natural minor think about you know what sharps are there so that's two sharps okay so let's say we're in key uh, of one sharp okay then we're gonna have now the, the C natural, right? Okay. And that's kind of how we're coloring that in. Alright. So let's say kind of moving that other direction from uh, key of two sharps, another closely related key there. And 
notice that each one of those uh, centers, let's just focus on major, major here for a second, is going through the circle of fifths. So A major, key of three sharps, D major, key of two sharps, and then G major, key of one sharp. Okay. Now they all have their respective um, relative, well, relative minors, right? So uh, D, relative minor, A relative minor is C sharp minor. Okay, uh, G relative minor is uh, E minor. Right. So in the course of of a, of a song, we might have a tonality, but it, it may modulate to closely related keys. Um, it may borrow chords from those closely related keys, um, or it might, might go to a very distant key, but it's pretty common for, for things to move to a um, closely related key. All right, so let's take a look at the lead sheet here on um, Atrastaporta. All right, so I wrote out this lead sheet, and um, I placed I placed two sharps. We're gonna talk about kind of what my decision making on that on that was. And one thing you can can do uh, in a tune is take a look. And this kind of depends on the tune. We'll see this a little bit later with uh, Blues for Alice, but in uh, sort of a longer form like this. Let's take a minute to just go through, and some of these are not even labeled, but and write down certain measures. Um, so those will be certain points where there's probably some significance to what, what the chord is landing on, right? Okay. So measure, measure one, obviously that's going to be significant, right? So it's, it lands on E minor. Measure nine also lands in E minor. Okay, measure let's see, 17 lands on B minor. Measure 25 lands on G major. Okay, now this section becomes a little little odd here because we have we have the section that has what um, five groups of four. Okay, so we're gonna step over to um, actually we're gonna give twenty nine and um, thirty three a little bit of significance here. Okay, so we land on B major. And then G sharp minor. And then here on measure thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven. Those these are all odd numbers. Thirty-seven we land on B minor. We're just gonna starting a new section. This is very similar to what we just had. 
Great, and then we have measure 45 landing on G major, and then say 50, 53 and 49 landing on, on B minor. Okay, so let's let's take a look at that and do we'll kind of do um, do some listening here as well. So we start here on uh, E minor. this note okay so let's go through that all again as well so we have, we have this chord okay so right now even though we have never we haven't played any B minor chords, um, there, there's no B chord there so far, right? But when we, when we play through that and we hear it, we hear the, the kind of the function of it, um, at least in my ear, and tell me if you're hearing something different uh, in the comments, but I, I'm hearing B as being a center, right? Like a tonal center or a tonality. Now it's interesting what happens next because we don't actually get B minor, and this is kind of almost part of the the game, you know, of um, of music and harmony is to is to um, give give the listener uh, a sense that something's going to happen, and then and then kind of not doing it. Um, I mean, that's that's like in writing if you write a. Um, a story, a, a book that's that's kind of um, captures your attention, or a uh, a sitcom, or, or mystery story, or something. That's that's half of it is is like developing something, developing a character that somebody likes, and then kind of not they're not getting what they what they uh, what they want or or maybe deserve. So we end up with this kind of pulling us back away and then returning to to this chord the E minor all right so so at that point we we I would say we need to dig a little deeper into the tune to really uh, kind of establish Uh, things, but um, when I'm hearing that, I'm already hearing the B, even though we haven't had any um, B minor chord yet, and B minor, right? All right, so we have okay, so in the Ellis Regina recording, we have uh, E minor over D, okay, and then we kind of go in this direction again. Now, the, the um, tune that I originally transcribed, or a performance I originally transcribed, goes to B minor. All right, but on this recording, it goes to G major seven. The 
sharp 11. Let's listen to the oral effect, oral effect of that. So E minor 7. But it's not so different from from B minor, right? It's a it has a median relationship, so it's it's a uh, submedian of B minor. So it's a major third below B minor. And if you say, let's say, play just kind of a real straightforward uh, G major seven chord. actually see that there is a there's a B minor triad in that right now what we have that follows G7 F sharp 7 sus to C uh, to F sharp 7 excuse me and then we get um, B minor. And at this point, we have uh, this melody. Okay, so we get this B finally in the melody, get the B chord. Okay, we get. Um, B7 or F9 and then the four chord. So when I think about tonality, or when we think about that, we could think about where does it consistently gravitate to? Okay. So we're seeing a lot of instances where it like that. B section, it just tends to want to gravitate towards uh, B. Okay, measure 25. Um, and we get F sharp 7, so that's oftentimes a 5 of the B minor. But we get, again, we get the submedian of, of B minor. So we kind of tricked a little bit on that. We get pulled away from that sound. We get something similar, but it's not exactly it. And then we get the another two five, right? Now our ear has become accustomed to hearing sort of this key of two sharps and B minor, and then all of a sudden we get major. Okay, so it's a pretty dramatic shift there. So there, there I'm playing B major seven. All right, now we think about, uh, again, so some of our um, mediant relationships, again, just kind of words coming up quite a bit, but um, so we have the, the B minor okay. and the G major, right? So there's our relationship. Look at that G sharp minor seven flat five. Okay. So, um, 
if you take, and this just this goes into our practice ideas and concepts, when you practice, especially in minor, we want to be able to think about minor in real flexible terms, especially from the fifth up. So we could say, okay, we have a sound like natural minor, which includes the G. But we may also want to think about um, maybe melodic minor. That includes G sharp, half diminished. Right. So we can see that that, that is a um, submediate. Okay. And then you can start talking about and thinking about um, chromatic submediates. Okay. So anyhow, getting back to this, we get to the B major, which you can you can call um, the uh, parallel major. Right? So we have the relative major, which is D major, which I believe we'll see come up, um, and then we have the parallel major, which is B major. Now this one, I could have changed the key signature uh, to five sharps. That, that would have been fine. I, I just left it alone with the key signature. But here we get really clearly um, B major, right? We have a, a one, a four, um, a seven, three, or two five to the relative minor in that tonal center. And then we get this. Uh, okay. And then in the uh, Ellis Regina recording, we get two. It's a really nice effect, right? D69, right? Well, what is that? So that is a um, median of both B minor and B major be considered chromatic uh, median of B major, right? Because it's it's not in the key, but it still has a relationship there. Okay, but it is the relative major for B minor, right? So that's sort of a diatonic median relationship for for B minor. Okay? So the ear, you know, gets these suggestions and this, these movements. Then we go F sharp seven. Once we play D major, D six nine, our ear is already kind of most likely thinking back to two sharps, right? Because that's in the that chord is in the is um, in the key of two sharps. Right? And then we get the S this F sharp seven again. So once we get to that measure, we're really pulling away from that major mode there, that that um, parallel. Okay, and then we get what we want. B minor, not for long, and then we get five of the E minor. be hearing 
this as a final. If it sounds final, if it feels like something, a note is final, then that most likely is the tonic. But we don't get that. We get the G major. Right? So it's it's um, a related chord. point we consistently are heading back to uh, B minor at this point okay now both the both the chord symbols here in parentheses and in um, uh, and in the, um, the the regular ink is um, real common progressions for uh, minor so we have this kind of right? or even you might have even heard little things like it's in a lot of tunes so that is pretty clearly gravitating back to um, back to the B minor okay and um, we need to do um, a little work on the other tunes here. So, um, but before we go into that, let's just uh, kind of do some kind of takeaways, um, which is, you know, when you're working with um, in your practice ses session, um, really kind of any moment in time, think think in terms of, or I would recommend thinking in terms of um, sharps or flats, key signatures, okay? Um, and maybe kind of getting away from, even from saying, okay, this is in this key or this is this key and, and all that. Um, just like, okay, two sharps, two sharps. Right, and that just gives you a pull, a collection of notes. So that's going to give you kind of a practical uh, level of things. So one thing you can do is is just you know pick out a chord and then move outwardly and, and see if you can kind of find the con context and and um, identify um, what what tones are there. So um, what you know when it comes to minor, it gets a little bit maybe more complicated, right? Because um, with B minor, okay, this is kind of our somewhat stable sound on, on minor, right? So sometimes called the minor scale. Okay, but we may have, and this is where it does get a little bit confusing. The, the if something is in the key of B minor, you know, we might think of the key of two sharps. Right? That sort of natural minor sort of sound. Um, so we need to keep it flexible, especially with minor, right? Because we have different scales for different circumstances there. So that's harmonic minor. Uh, we have the melodic, melodic minor. Right, so every everything that we um, 
that we play if we can if we can kind of achieve a little bit of a, uh, a center on it so let's talk about um, blues for Alice a little bit here and um, let's pull that up let's look at this intro this intro is pretty interesting um, so we have this um, so what is that okay so that's kind of an F sound as, as, as you see okay only get two notes there but chord is kind of a flat okay and then we get Now, just out of context, that that is um, an, an A flat. Let me try a better chord is D. Okay, and then we get this. Uh, now, this is a G flat seven. So we have. A, so what's happening there? We're getting sort of a, a clever way of um, of moving moving around. You could even say uh, mediant relationships, but and what do you hear, right? Even though we've gone on these all those kind of outside the tonal center, right? You probably your ear is gonna gravitate and say, okay, this is the center. This is this is it right there, right? Okay, so that's that's a good example right there. Even just just the intro. Uh, okay, so now this this tune is a little bit of a shorter form. So this is one one where area, you know, want to take a look at one measure one, um, but that doesn't mean it's going to be that in that key. Um, probably know that it it does happen to be the case, but. So here we have measure five, okay. and we have um, uh, nine, right? Okay, so we have kind of three lines here, each with four bars. We know it's blues. Um, okay, so you see, we start on the on the one chord, and that's kind of been established, right? Because we had the intro. We work backwards from this B flat, right? Um, we can see that it goes kind of through the circle of fifths, right? Right through the second measure. So we're kind of working backwards. So we say, okay, B flat. We end up on B flat. How do you get a two five to B flat C minor F seven? How do you get a two five in front of C or C minor? How do you get a 2-5 in front of that? E minor, A7. Okay, so with circle of fifths heading down, a series of two fives. Okay, so we have a tonal center, F, um, and then we have this progression that is leading us to to the four chord. Okay. All right, and then 
if we take a look at, um, I'm just kind of looking ahead here a little bit, at the nine, uh, ninth measure, okay, we have G minor. Okay, well, where does that fit in? Well, that's the five of the C7. So C7 is of significant significance there because it's the five chord, right? And then that is going to take us to F. So if we have major, major chords, we have three major triads in, in any given key area. Okay, two of those have major sevens and one has a flat seven, dominant seven type chord. Um, just strictly, if you take the uh, key of one flat, like F key one flat, that's what you're gonna get out of that limitation of notes. So that's what you have, right? And then, um, so you can see it touches on all three of those and it gives us, um, these same kind of chord qualities that we're expecting. Um, now this one's kind of interesting how it how it modulates from or leading up to the C7, right? Remember we had these whole steps, circle of fifths, going earlier, going to the four chord. But in this case, um, we get the four minor, which is really common in a lot of tunes. Okay. Um, instead of this F, I'm, I'm going to write another little progression here that we can, we can try. So A, let's say A minor, just to kind of illustrate my point here, A minor to D7. Okay. All right, so we have this, these two fives going down by half steps. which gives a different impression, right, um, than it does with the, um, the whole steps that we had in the circle of fists there. All right, so you wanna take, take a tune as a whole and, and try to identify that note that, that you're hearing as, um, as where everything gravitates toward. I think gravity is kind of a good word on this. Um, where, what, what does the ear hear as a um, as a uh, tonic, as the as the note that it would maybe end on, or it doesn't even have to end on it. Um, it doesn't have to begin on it, um, but it's that note that we hear as as the center, as as the tonality. Right. Okay. So as you're going through that tone, just to kind of keep to our our theme, you know, when you when you go through, you think, okay, E minor seven. What is our tonal center there? Right, we're already we already have a B natural, okay, which is a little outside of what we what we would have from of F, right, because this has a B flat. And you get A7. So it's a 2-5. So in a loose sense, you might say, okay, you got a 2-5. By the time we get to the 5, we do kind of have this 
uh, minor sort of sort of sound. All right, then we get D minor. All right, going to to here. So um, remember that when we talk about minor, the relative minor, there are different instances of of that sound, right? So the minor scale okay, would have a B natural in it, right? The natural minor scale. So then you can think of maybe in my collection of notes or your collection of notes on the, on the E flat. Okay, maybe that's more of like the, the natural, D natural minor. And then the A7, okay, maybe more of the D harmonic minor kind of sound. So we're just really kind of thinking about those collection of notes. That's probably the more challenging part of this, but here we get kind of two five key of no flats, two five key of four flats. Sorry, key of two flats, excuse me. Two five and the key of two flats. Okay, next up when we go to minor, two five and key of four flats. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Two five and the key of one sharp. Five in the key of one, one flat. Okay, so clearly our, um, our tonic is F there. So let's take a quick look at uh, Days of Wine and Roses here. Now we already we probably won't spend a lot of time on this because we already did kind of an analysis of this, but. Um, All right, we see, uh, you know, when you have sheet music, it's very helpful. Obviously, we have a we have one flat in our key signature. So, typically, when you when you see a key signature, you're gonna think about automatically. You want to start thinking about the relative major and the relative minor of that um, of that key signature. So, F or D minor. We see a pretty strong indication at the beginning that we start on F. Uh, we end on F, we have a 2-5 back to F. Um, so as far as sheet music is concerned, key signature starts and ends on F, it's most likely in F, right? Um, but again, try to go through that process of where, what is a single note that this always tends to want to gravitate back to? Um, and then decide um, that as your um, kind of tonal, tonal center, right? Okay, and even just playing the chords here
it has a certain impression okay, when we when we do that um, and we hear that F, right? So it's a certain note that everything kind of uh, kind of gravitates towards. All right, so um, let's take a quick look just at um, good old Wikipedia. As I was glancing at this a little bit before the talk today. So tonality. Um, so we have tonality is the arrangement of pitches and or chords in a musical work in a hierarchy of perceived relations. All right, stabilities, attractions, directionality, okay? So yeah, relationships, um, things that are stable, yeah, attractions um, and, and direction. So it's sort of, you know, kind of a phenomenon and I like, I like to use the word gravity, um, you know, and, and making a certain direction or making a certain chord progression um can can leave things feeling like um like they're somewhat unstable maybe and then and then they might reach a stable place and then kind of get um kind of moved around here and there um okay in this hierarchy the single pitch or triadic chord with the greatest stability is known as the tonic. So that's kind of where I'm talking about what, where does it gravitate towards? Right. Uh, the root of the tonic chord forms the name given to the key. Right. So C major, C major chord, C, E, G, and they have the root note of that. All right, like we talked about, um, Simple folk music songs often start and end on a tonic note. Most common use of the term is to designate the arrangement of the musical phenomenon around a referential tonic. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, what, what do you hear um, as where, where it goes or where it wants to go? Okay. So um, European music from 1600 through 1910 Contemporary classical music from 1910s to 2000 may practice or avoid any sort of tonality, right? So that was, that was kind of a big pull uh, towards that. Um, but harmony in almost all Western popular music remains tonal. Harmony in jazz includes many but not all tonal characteristics of European common practice, period also known as classical music. Okay, so just kind of wanted to go through that a little bit, um, just to give it <clears throat> maybe a different um, perspective on it from, from what I was saying, but um, so we took three tunes and um, and took a look at, you know, taking um, and listening for, for the uh, tonic. Okay, so this kind of the activity is, 
Um, and then this this is a good practice um, idea, I think, is to um, play some chords uh, from a progression, and um, you know try you know without without bias somehow, or maybe an unfamiliar tune, or maybe um, try to obscure the title somehow or something, uh, and um, go through the progression and just kind of ask yourself, well, what what note uh, would I identify as the uh, tonal center? All right, everybody. Um, thanks for watching this uh, video. And um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, check out the member area on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash fretprints. And you can also visit, visit fretprints.com. To, um, to watch a video on today's talk and other talks. All right, everybody, thanks again, and I will uh, see you all in the next one.